Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. It is just me today. Sorry about that. Um yeah, two episodes in one day because you know I am feeling pretty bad. Didn't really haven't been able to make really any episodes recently. And I'm continuing as you know the story. What do you call it? Uh Flash Water series. That is what I'm starting. So yeah. As you hear right now. Yeah. So uh, make sure to uh, give this place, give this uh, episode five stars. Share this with your friends and family, this podcast. And uh, yeah. So another thing. Um, let me think. Let's see. Um, right. Uh, 20 listeners want to be talking to random people on the pond. So, yeah, so make sure to share this with friends and family so I can get to 20 listeners. Right now, our daily listeners, let's see, like our listeners who listen to it, like, rapidly. I think it might be six. Yeah, it is six. So, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, Boardman and Fort Valley are coming real close. One is at 46, one is at 47 downloads. Let me see. The most popular episode is a marathon of episodes. My first marathon of episodes. If you enjoyed that, go check out the other marathon of episodes. That is a really good series. So, yeah. Let's see. And already three downloads with my latest one. Uh... The new series, Chilling with the Ducks, part one. So, yeah, thank you for those three downloads. That is amazing. Um, Chilling with the Ducks is a very fun uh, podcast episode. It's hard to check out. It isn't going to have to do anything with any of those stories. It's true stories, too. Like, all of it is real. None of it is fake. It's all true. There are a little bit of liberal freedom in some parts. Because you can't really, like, you know... Like, there's certain things that we don't really know what actually happened, but we know there's a lot of crazy stories with the ducks, traders, people who, certain ducks, or trying to murder other ducks, just saying, you should definitely go check out that episode. So, yeah. And, yep, we're going to be continuing this series. I hope you've been enjoying Fly Swatter series. This is part three of the series. So, we started off, and it was still... Majriel isn't his name. Yeah, that's Majriel. Like I said, I improvise with these stories. So, you know. Yeah, it's Majriel. Pretty sure. So, Majriel, he, um, and Kenny, from last episode, summarizing, basically, they basically, like, they were hearing tweeting for a long time until, it, like, it stopped. But on purpose, the tweeting just, I cut it off. And... <clears throat> And then you're just like, why did the tweeting stop? And Kenny was getting ticked off at him because he was like, so you were the one who burned down my whole town. It was all your fault. And then uh, Major was going to explain to him why. He was like, uh, dude, I did this because everyone in the town basically agreed to it. They were fine to sacrifice their lives for you because you're the future. And if we had bugs swooping in every single day, Trying to capture bugs. Trying no, not trying to capture bugs. Trying to capture people and eat them. Then we would be screwed. Because you could be eaten and you're are like one of the only kids in this town. And we need you to be protected. You're the next generation. So they're like if we had the town get burnt down. Then the flies would just stink that no one is there. And that whole burnt place was burnt down. But really you're still alive. So therefore... If we keep you alive, then that's all that matters. Because we need you as the next generation. So then they're like... So, yeah. But he wasn't able to explain all of that to Kenny. Because then they got cut off by... They turned around and they saw the trees falling from the... From the tree. They saw birds falling from the tree. And they were like, what is going on? And then they, they ran t- towards the tree and they saw all these birds. And they're actually twitching rapidly. Very weird. It was like 
almost disturbing. Like, they're like, what is going on? This is crazy. What is this? And they're just like, this is pretty scary. Um, don't know what is going on. And then they kind of just like got kind of scared. And they're like, uh, what is going on? This is. This is kind of scary. Um. Huh. And they saw them twitching rapidly and they were like, what is going on? This is still very creepy. And. Uh. We were like. They were like going crazy. So. Yeah. And it was not okay. And. They eventually. They started like making weird noises. And they started, uh, you know, kind of just slowly starting to chirp again. But they're on the floor twitching. So, you know, that was fun for them. And they did not like that at all. They were like, it's disturbing. What is going on? Please. And then, they start hearing this. If it will play. Nah. <coughs> they kept on hearing that. Rapidly. They're like, why did the birds sound like that? The birds sounded like that. And it wasn't like, that was rapidly happening. Like, rapidly. They were like, that is crazy. What is that? And it was really terrifying. And they heard more of it. And it was getting pretty crazy. Just saying. Exactly. Imagine that just running over and over again. And that's the terror that they experienced. They just stared down at it and they were like... Okay. What the... F and then they started kind of twitching more. Until they started kind of growing in size. From just a normal sized bird. And they started growing rapidly. And they almost like bloated almost. But they were still alive. Certain parts bloated. And they were like coming alive, and they're just like, and they still made those same, you know, roaring, growling noises, and they're like, what the frick, they're like zombie birds almost, that's basically what they were, and so they started running, and they're like, why are these birds just turning into this weird, these weird animals, and then they started, and these birds started chasing after them, and they were getting large size, like, oh, the size of like wasps in this universe, like wasps, are really big in this universe, like, very big, so, they're super big birds, like, at least seven to eight, nine, probably, like, at least nine feet tall, and they are just towering over them, so they're just sprinting, and they're flapping their wings, and the air is brushing against them, and eventually, yeah, it's really crazy, and they actually start to hear a little bit of some rain. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of rain. Just a little bit. Just a light tap of rain. And they and it started to pour even harder. And they were like, why is it starting to rain again? And then the birds started chir the growling even louder, like I said. And they were like, oh, crap. And eventually, one of them was like, we're going to have to kill these birds somehow. And then, Kenny was like, I have this iron rod. And then, and then, uh, what is his name? Madriel, he just grabbed a random stick. And he was like, alright, time to fight these things. They started slashing them left and right. And they stabbed one through, I think, like through the skull. And one just, they started falling over. And they kind of just like, blew up almost. It was really weird. So, yeah, they started, like, poofing, almost, after they sliced them. And they got, like, this, like, black liquid on them, basically, after fighting them. And they were, like, ugh. 
so they started like just wiping her off of them and they're continuing fighting them until they got to the last one and they were able to kill it and they're like it fell over and poofed away and they're like oh, oh, I can't believe we killed that oh holy crap oh. they're like it's getting kind of dark now we need to get back but then Kenny was like all right, now you have to tell me what is happening, why you burned down my town. And he was like, okay, fine, I will tell you. Basically, what happened was, you're the new generation. We need you as the new generation. Without you, everything would fall apart. Okay? Everything. And Kenny started getting really mad, overly raged. And then he was like, you think that gives you the permission to just, you know, burn down my whole village? I might be the new generation, but I'm only one person. One person. I can't, you know, have children. Like, it's not possible. So why would you just need me? And then, he was like, there's not just you. There's multiple people that we're saving. The new generation. We call them the Flyswatter generation. We're going to basically send you all to armies and training camps. And you'll be trained and taught and have new technology that we will never have. We're spending everything for you, the Flyswatter generation. And then he was like, yeah, alright. And, and his fist started twitching. Kenny's fist. And it kind of just wasn't noticed by anyone. And he kind of just relaxed it. And he just calmed down. And he was like, alright. So you burned down my village. But then... Uh, Major was like, well, the reason was because... It would make the flies go away. Because they would just think that everyone died there. And they are like, well, there's obviously no food there. So let's head out. That's the main point. And now we need to get out of here. Before more birds or some heap of wasps come fly. But I'm pretty sure those wasps and all of them, they got way past here, and they're not coming here again. And that's when they were wrong, because they heard buzzing in the distance, but it was kind of actually masked by the this rain, so they couldn't hear it. But actually, behind them, there's actually a wasp coming nearer, nearer, and half of its face was burned off. And it was actually the one, it was literally the wasp that was being, that, um, uh, the hooded guy from the first part was attacking and got burned. But he was, that wasp is actually still alive. It was a wasp that got burned and was left behind by all the other wasps and is still here. And then they turned around and they saw it and they couldn't hear any of its noises and they're like, we gotta run. And their voices echoed as they ran and ran, sprinted. It was... It, they, they just kept on sprinting down. And it was getting very crazy. They were like, alright, we need to get out of here. And they started sprinting, and the loud, heavy rain turned to even darker rain. Even darker. It just got heavier and heavier. Thunder struck and started hitting trees and lighting them on fire, and they fell over. And then the wasps were zooming behind them. Still coming after them, after them. And they're like, alright, we need to get out of here quickly, as fast as we can. So, this gigantic wasp is still coming after them. It's, it's big, uh, stinger started, they, it drove its stinger into the ground and started stat and like, like, almost like a sword getting stabbed into the ground and being like, drugging it through, through the dirt. And they were like, Okay, this is not okay, and it was getting even closer to them until the steamer of the wasp actually got stuck in the ground And it was actually trying to pull it out and it couldn't move any further and they're like this is our chance to kill it We have to kill it now. So uh, Kenny grabbed its iron rod and penetrated the wasp's head and then it kind of just slumped over Motionless and they're like and Kenny just got kind of happy. And he was like dude. I just probably killed a wasp and then He was like yeah and Major, they both kind of celebrated for a little bit. 
But then Kenny remembered that his whole village was burned down, so he was getting kind of ticked again. And again, his hand was starting to twitch, no one noticed, and he was getting... And he went to sleep. And... They eventually fell asleep under an overhang, like an overhang rock in the middle of the forest. And basically, the next morning they wake up, and Majoro's gone. And Kenny's just like, where did he go? Did he just ditch me? I kind of need someone. Someone. At least someone. Majoro's kind of annoying, but I need at least someone. So he's looking around, and he's calling out Majoro's name. He's like, Majoro, where are you? And then he hears from behind him, and he's just like, don't worry. I just got us some food. And then he was like... And also, the night, it, the rain kind of stopped after a little bit. There isn't really anything. Anymore, at least. So they were just like, oh, okay, this is nice. And... After that, kind of just... Listen to the... Not bad birds. There were still some good birds in the distance. In the morning. Surprisingly, there were still some good birds. Less than normal, though. Way less than normal. Because they killed a bunch of the corrupted zombie, zombie birds. And they were like, well, I don't know how these birds became evil, but we need to figure out what. But first, I need to get you. But that wasn't really their main problem, though. Because Major was like, I need to get you to this military camp where we're training the Flyswatter generation. And then, he's like... So, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. We need to take you to the Flyswatter Generation. Quick. It's a school. It will educate you, too. It's not just, you know, a thing. It's almost like a battle school type thing. But it's not at the same time. So, I need to get you there. So, and hopefully none of these bird things will come attacking us on our journey. Because it's at least 10 to... F it's, like, at least, like, 20 miles from here. So, and it's uh, it's definitely not a walking distance. But... We're still going to have to walk it anyways. So, that's fun. So, yeah. They still heard the nice cooing of the birds. And they're like, this is quite refreshing, honestly. And they're like, this is nice. So, he actually was... Major was gone. And then, Kenny noticed that he actually dropped a deer. And he's like, I found us a deer. I killed it. So, let's cook it over a fire. And we'll be ready. Most of the wood was very damp from the very rainy wood. But that was the only type of wood that they had. So they tried their best to light a fire. It wasn't really working very well. So they actually had to just slice up the meat. And they just ate it. Because they needed some source of food. Like, the wood couldn't really make any fire. And they need source of food. So they had to eat the raw meat raw. So, that sucks. So yeah, they ate the meat raw. And... Their hands are kind of covered in blood, so they kind of washed them in the lake, and the blood trails kind of just went off into the river. And they're like, huh, okay, there we go. They washed it in, like, a river nearby, and the birds were still in the distance, chirping, like normal. And they were like, alright, let's, let's head out now. We need to go. So they pack as much things as they can. They actually find, they go, actually, but the first thing was, let's go back to the village and see if you can find any more, like, food or rods or things like that from the people. And he was like, okay. So they start trailing off into the distance, and the birds, eventually the birds kind of just left. The birds were out of the picture. And they weren't really near any birds anymore. They kind of went into the village. And, yeah. So yeah, they were wa walking and basically kept on walking and walking and then, you know, wasn't really anything too special, like I said, and eventually they made it to, like, a hut. Just some random hut. I don't know what type of hut, just some random hut. I really don't know what type of hut. And... It was like, okay, well, this is nice, I guess. And they eventually were able to find this, like, you know, a pretty nice area of, like, 
you know, refuge. And they were able to find a few rods, like iron rods that were fired at bugs, and they were able to collect them and put them in their thing. And they were like, okay, this is good. We have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of good stuff. And eventually they were able to leave, and that was good. And eventually they just kept on walking. And eventually, you know, it was kind of over. Um, eventually it like, they left that area and they collected a bunch of rods, like I said, and they made it back and they almost were home, but they didn't have a home. So, you know, that's kind of sucks for them. <laughs> so yeah, they were keep on going and, uh, eventually they, after they collected all that stuff and they also collected some food, um, Kenny just looked down, looked back at the town and shed a, one tear and he was like, he wiped it away. Showing that he was ready to move on because he was the Flashwater Generation. And he was the last hope of the human race. So, yeah. So, he's like, alright, we gotta take you to, you know, the Flashwater Generation um, military. So, they kept on, they, so they were on a path for at least a good 10 miles. And they were like, oh, don't you think we should take a break? And Majorel was like, oh, I think we can go a little further. Um, just a, just a little bit. Then Kenny just kind of started sweating miserably, and he almost passed out. But Majorel caught him, and he was like, it's just a little longer, my friend. You know what? You know what? Oh, let's, let's, we can, we can go, and we can lay down over by under that tree. And to the left of them, they were on like a very rocky pathway. It was a very rocky area. They weren't near a lot of nature. It was more deserty. But there was one tree, one big tree standing up. And they're like, how about we just sit by that tree for a little bit? And we can just chill there. When they sit down there, when they sit by the tree, and they actually had like a few, uh, they had two um, things of water. What do you call it? Pouches of water. So they drank some of their water in their pouches. And they're like, all right. You can take a rest to all to keep a lookout. That's what Majorel said. And he was like, alright, so I'll keep a lookout, and you can just stay, have some rest. So, Kenny had some rest. And Majorel thought this would be time to investigate the zombie birds. Figure out what happened, how this is happening. Because Majorel, he's a old, he's a pretty old guy. He's not super, he's, he's pretty old. Because he's not part of the Flyswatter generation. So, that's the latest generation. The Flyswatter gener generation... Ranges, ranges from ages like 10 to 18. Probably more like 8 to 18, because it's like a 10-year decade. It's like, th this generation goes over from a decade, so if you're ages 8 to 18, you're part of the Flashwater generation. And you'll be used to train in the military and fight in the military. So, yeah. But you actually have to be like 16 to actually officially train in that military. But you're, but if you're eight, then you'll be trained for at least like eight years. But you'll be, but when you actually fight, you'll you have to be sixteen. So yeah, and uh, Kenny is old. He's like sixteen, so he's he's old enough to fight in the war. Anyways, so yeah, so he's like, this gives me time to investigate what's going on with the birds. So he goes off. And he kind of leaves Kenny alone sleeping, kind of like an idiot. And he goes off far away. This guy has a lot of energy. And he was able to backtrack at least like five miles. So he's at like mile five. And Kenny's at mile ten. So they're five miles apart from each other. So that's not good at all. So yeah, Major Will's looking around. And this is actually where the forest is again. And he's looking around. And he noticed when they were walking... When he was still walking with Kenny, he noticed that there were a few trees that were kind of, like, sagging in weird ways. So, we checked on those trees even closer, and he looked at them. <laughs> and then, he inspected them. He actually is an expert on, like, birds and, and wasps and stuff. Like, the last gener- Like, because they have to be the ones training Kenny and all of them. So, they have to know all these things about them. So, he's like, 
So he looks around and he looks at the tree. And he, like, touches the tree and, like, stings almost. He's like, ah. And he grabbed, he had like an iron rod and he kind of scraped some of it up. And it was kind of gooey. And he was like, this is wasp acid. And he was like, in this universe, this is wasp acid. Uh, basically infects people or anything. Literally anything. It's basically like an acid that can infect anything. And it was like, that's what the birds are. And they're living in these trees that have this acid on them. That was left over from the fight. It's an excretion that comes from wasps. And they're like, okay, this makes sense now. This is how these birds are becoming zombies. And he was like, well, definitely want to stay away from these trees as much as we can. And then he hears, uh, like, the same type of noise. like a <laughs> And then he looks and he sees a raccoon standing on the tree. And its eyes are gleaming at him. Dark, black, red. Like, this dark red color. And he stares at him with his, like, eyes gleaming. And it jumps onto Majorel's face. And he's like, Argh! And it starts scratching at his head. But then, uh, Majorel was able to throw throw the raccoon off of him. And he was able to uh, pull out his rod and impale the raccoon. Through the ground. So he's able to stick the rod straight through the raccoon into the ground. So it, like... Kind of also stabbed the, stabbed the raccoon into the ground. So he couldn't move. And so the raccoon kind of just like. Motionally laid there. And he was like. Oh. <sighs> and he checked the scratches on him. And he was like crap. It's fine. Wasps. Wasp stuff can't even spread like this. You have to actually ingest it. But I ingested it through my blood. So never mind. So now. Yes. Majoril is somehow infected by this zombie crap. And it's getting kind of spooky over here. So, yeah. He was like, I have to hurry back to Kenny. So, he's sprinting. He's literally full-on sprinting. And when he's sprinting, he goes faster than normal. So, it took him only an hour to get back. Less than an hour, actually. He was running probably like 15 miles per hour. So, he's speedy boy. So, yeah. He's able to get there le by less than an hour to get back to... uh. Uh, Kenny, but then he looks around and he doesn't see Kenny anywhere. And he's like, "Where's Kenny? Crap." He left Major. He left Kenny just sleeping, not even caring. And he's like, "I just probably left Kenny by himself, and now he's probably dead or something." So Major Will starts looking around. And he's like, "Kenny, where are you?" Uh, kind of inverted. <laughs> and he looks around, and he gets really, really scared. And. He hears this muffled scream in the distance, and he's like, what was that? And he looks up above him, and he actually sees Kenny kind of hanging there with duct tape wrapped around his mouth. And he was like, what? Only humans would be able to do that. And then, the loud hit, he falls to the ground. And then he was like, Then he wakes up, and it's at night. Major wakes up, and it's at nighttime, and he's like, "What is going on?" And his head hurts extremely, and he's looking around, and he sees Kenny is tied up to a chair right next to him with zip ties, and same with Major, he's tied up with zip ties. And then he looks up, and he sees these bandits. They're like outlaws type thing, and they're like. So, is this boy part of the fly swatter generation? And then, Major was like, yeah, is there a problem with that? And then, the, one of the bandits is, puts uh, Major at gunpoint. He's like, there is a problem with that, alright? We work for the bucks. We are bug whisperers. We, we listen to them. You guys sound insane. And then he, like, presses even harder. And wax him with the with the back of his with the uh handle of his gun and wax uh Majoral on the back of the head and it hurts very hard and it's like, oh, oh, So what you get for taking this fly swatter generation. You're gonna be hunting down these bugs that we care for dearly. Ever think about them? They're just eating us to survive. 
We eat. Other animals survive. And they don't have anything. So why should we? We should just give our lives up to them. They're the top of the food chain. Then, they're just like, we should, we're going to sacrifice you. We're going to show you how it should be done. But then they look up. And outside, because they're inside this weird building. And outside, they see this, like, the door is open. They're in the shed. And then the door doors open. And in the distance, they hear this type of buzzing. And they were like, what is that? What is that? And then they were like, oh, crap. And he looks out, and he sees them. And he sees two figures, like two wasps, at least. And they're like, yeah, that's how you're going out tonight. And you'll be tied up and everything. And we'll be slow. How does that sound? And they untie them from the chairs. And they start pushing them towards out of the shed towards the bugs and they're like don't even think about running we'll always have you at gunpoint at least just beg to the flies maybe but probably won't do anything <laughs> and he starts shoving them even closer until they, and then, while they're getting shoved towards the wasps, they look to the right, and they see this other boy. And they're like, and then the guy, the outlaw, notices that. I'm going to call them the bug whispers. And it's like, oh, you enjoy our little friend over here? Yeah. He's also part of the fly swat generation. And he's going to suffer, too. Because no one swats flies. Because <sighs> we're fly whispers. We're bug whispers. And this bug whisperer just basically keeps on... Pushing him towards the bugs even closer. And he's like, he'll be next. First, you guys. And this kid, this other kid, part of the Flashwire generation, was able to, he was actually, he actually screamed just suddenly. And he was like, and this fly, this bug, this bug leader was just like, this bug whisperer was like, turned to him and was like, shut up. And then he, when he releases that, he releases the gun from Majorel's head. And he points it at uh, the swat fly swatter kid. But then, Majorel was able to just, that split second, Majorel was able to literally just, literally be able to just throw his hands onto the wh fly was whisperer and shove him into the dirt. And be able to, and he stepped on the guy's wrist, which would release the gun from his hand. And he was able to pick it up and point it at him. Point it down at the ground where the bug whisperer was. And he was like, stay down. We're not dying from any bug tonight. And then he fires at the two wasps. And they both fall over. He blows both the heads of the wasps off. And they just both fall over. With their black blood spurting. Just a little bit. It's black. Okay. Don't worry about it that way. It's just bugs. Anyways. And the bugs just fell over like that. And they basically don't really have much bones. So they kind of just became flat. So yeah. And then, the f bug whisperer just cried, and he was like, oh, you can't pay for that. <sighs> and then, Major Roll just smacked, kicked him in the face, and then knocked him out. And he was like, alright, tie this bug, we're getting to get out of here, now! And he picked up Major Roll, and Major Roll and Kenny started sprinting. But then, Kenny stopped, and he was like, what about that other kid? He probably had somebody helping him, or something. He's part of the Flashwater Generation too. we need him. No, we need to get out of here as fast as we can. And then Kenny was like, I'm not leaving this random kid behind. So then Kenny ran. Kenny just like was like, Major, you can run. I'm not saving this kid. So Kenny sprints towards the kid and unties him too. And he's like, okay, you can come with us. Come on. And then so the group of them, all three of them, they started. And Major was like, fine. You can take him too, I guess. It's gonna be harder. I promise. I promise you. But actually, Major was able to go back to the shed and get their things as well. Like all their rods and food and all that. It was actually stored at the shed. They were able to find it. And then, while they were leaving, they heard in the distance gunshots whirring at them. And they were like, what was that noise? 
and they're like, uh, don't really want to know. And the gunshots fired. And kept on firing. And you see, this wasn't okay. Like, this, this, uh, this thing, um, got very quite crazy. Because the noises, more rapid gunshots happened even more. Even faster than before. Rapidly and fast. Just like this. Literally all these different shots. All of them. And one of them, they even heard a musket to stop. But eventually, they were able to actually escape. Even after the bullets kept on hitting them. Kept on... Firing and ricocheting off of many things. And somehow it was even ricocheting out of metal. They don't know where the metal was from, but it was heading metal. And they're eventually able to keep on running. But then... They were caught... Against some string, like a trap. And they one of them stepped on the string and it sent... Uh... The other kid up into the net. And then Major was like, okay. It's really just time to leave, Kenny. We can leave this kid. We need someone. Some Swive Swatter family. Swatter family. Swive Flaughter generation. We need at least somebody. If we all, if we leave and try to save this kid. If we don't leave and try to save this kid. We're just gonna die. So let's just get out of here. Quickly. But then one of the gunshots actually hit the net. That pulled up the kid. And it made the kid fall. And Kenny just dove over and caught him. And he's like, oh, you good? And actually, this kid wasn't actually that young. He was like 14, 15. He was actually almost the same age. So then, he was able actually to talk. And he's like, you know, you don't have to call me kid, right? I'm like, the same age as you. And then Kenny looks at him like, he hasn't really got a look at his face. And he's like, you're just kind of a little too short for your size. <laughs> you're like, five foot. And he's like, don't bully my size, man. I get sensitive about that. Anyways, there's no time for talking. There's literally weird fly dudes coming after us. So let's get out of here. That's what Majel said. And they were right. So they needed to head out. So they sprinted. And in the distance, they heard an even louder gunshot. Just like that. It was getting kind of crazy, just saying. And they're like, oh, that's not okay. We need to get out of here quick. And they kept on sprinting. And able to turn a sharp right. So then they would hopefully get them off their tail. And they were able to. They were able to just sprint down. And they hid by this overhang rock that kind of just sat there. And they hid under that. And they're like, oh, all right. We don't even know where we are. So, we need to find... I think our map is in this in this backpack. They've had a map this whole time. So, he pulls out the map and he's like, Alright. The camp is right here. And we're in a foresty area right now. And then he looks up to the right. And he sees a sign. And it says... And it says... Uh, West Creek. And he's like... West Creek is right next to the camp. These people have been camping out right next... To the military camp. It's only a mile away. We can make it. If we just get out of here fast. And then there but then Kenny finally was able to ask this kid, and he's like, What's your name? And he's like, Miguel. My kid, my name is Miguel. Alright, Shorty. Alright. If you say Shorty one more time, you will wish you never said it. He's like, Alright, alright. Miguel, whatever. <sighs> Let's get out of here, man. Yeah, we should. 
It's only a mile away, right? Yeah, it is. Alright. Cool. Let's get out of here. So they started leaving. And they were running very far. And... Eventually, they made it to the gate. The gate was right there, sitting nice and fancily there. And they are like, we made it to the camp. Yes! And he's like, well, I guess I'll be your teachers, guys. And then Major was like, because, you know, I'll be your guys' teacher, so, you know, yeah. And he was like, all right, so how do we, like, get inside? And then the gates just open. They just all of a sudden open. And he's like, oh, well, obviously, through this gate. Stupid. And Majorel, Kenny, and Miguel, they walked off into the gate. And this place was more high-tech than anywhere else that they would believe. Like, there was actual, like, good stuff here. Like, an automatic gate. Like, this place was more high-tech than anywhere else. Because in their towns were not ma very modern whatsoever. They were very... They were in deep poverty. But this area was very fancy and very... And very good. Like, extremely good. So eventually, they were able to just, you know, head out. And they were able to get inside into the camp. And they made it to the camp. Successfully. And then... Some crazy stuff happened next. And so there, so there is this guy, the camp master. And when they got there, they took Major away from them, and they were like, "Okay, whatever." That kid was kind of annoying, so they took Major away from them because he was gonna be a teacher, a master. And then, so when that happened, it's completely fine. And then, um, they heard. This noise. Will it even play? Come on. Come on. Bro, this is so gay. Basically, a siren went off. And it echoed throughout. And they were like... So, yeah. And then they saw a group of teachers come out. And then there was these people who said, These will be your leaders. Your captains. All of you people will be, all of you people will be split up into many different groups. And now it played. This is what went off. Many of you will be split up into many different groups. And, uh, yeah. Alright, you guys can stop the siren. Okay, boss. Thank you. Okay. So, welcome. Uh, you will be all split up into different groups. Into different masters. Into different captains. And then they just started splitting it up into randomly. And then the guy kept on talking. And he was like, Alright. You are the next generation. The generation that will fight the survivors. We will be trained. The Flyswatter generation. You will all be the fighters of this nation. We will take over and overthrow the flies. And any bug on this earth. Everyone started kind of cheering. And then they're like, and then the guy was like, Cut it! My name is Captain Barnes. Captain Barnes. You will call me that every time. Or Mr. Barnes. I don't care. But I kind of do prefer Captain Barnes. So call me Captain Barnes. Alright. <sighs> Stupid kids. Alright. So yeah. You two. He pointed at Miguel and Kenny. And he was like, you're with Captain Majorill. And he kind of nods to the to him. And then to Majorill. And he's like. Yeah, I'll give you the kids that you transported. Because I'm nice like that. Alright. 
go with him. Everyone, And then he was able to just sort everyone else. Mostly no one who's really that important. There will be some people in other groups that will be, you know, shown in later on. But, you know, that's not important right now. Alright, these are all of your groups. It's late right now. It's very late. Uh, welcome to the Flyswatter camp. I have really nothing else to say. So, welcome. You guys need to get to your beds, your shacks, and uh, hit the sack. Because I'm doing it. I'm doing that too, so. Oh yeah, security guards keep watching the uh, bridges. Make sure none of those stupid lunatics, the fly, bug, wasp, whispers. Make sure they don't get near the gates. Take them out when you see them. Sounds good, right? Yes. Alright. Okay, kids. Your captain will lead you to your shack where you guys will be sleeping for the night. Don't worry, this place is highly security. High, high security, okay? There's a whole wall surrounding this whole area. With, like, electrical fence. It's an electrical... There's also electrical fencing. And there's codes in it for every shack, so no one can just bust in, sneak into your shack, and steal stuff. And also, boys and girls will be divided into different groups. Because, you know. You know what some things that can go down if two boys and girls are in the same shack. So, you know. Uh, split up. Alright. Majorelle will go take him to their shacks. And, uh, yeah. Everyone disperse. And Majorelle and all of them, they went off. Majorelle. There's also a few more added to the group. So, you know, there was the two main characters... Miguel and Kenny, but there is also some other kids that they met. There is Zeke, and he was like, nice to meet you guys. And also, uh, Tanner. Zeke and Tanner. So there is Zeke, Tanner, Miguel, and Kenny. These were all of the main people that you have to worry about. There were a few others in this, uh, in this captain's group, in, uh, what do you call it, Majorel's group, Majorel's captain group, they call it just the, the captain group, and that captain's group, which is Majorel's group, there's more people, but the main people you need to worry about is those four people, Miguel, Kenny, Zeke, and Tanner, so, yeah, so yeah, they... We're able to hit the sack and go to sleep for the night. And they woke up the next night and they were like, wow, this is kind of crazy. We're in a camp for fighting. Like, that's crazy, honestly. There were a few people that were super young in this camp and others old. Like all of these people ranging from like 16 to 17 were all like, was like, uh, Zeke Tanner and, uh, Miguel, and, what do you call it, and Kenny, they were all in this group, and when they woke up, they started drills early in the morning, around like 5 a.m., an air horn blown, and Major was like, wake up, I might have been a nice escort to you guys, you know, Kenny, but not here, I'm your captain, and I'm your trainer. No more nice games. Alright? Alright, let's head out. Or about that hygiene crap later. We need to get these drills done. Alright? Alright, let's head out. So we opened the door. And they stepped out into this big open field. Where they already saw that many other captains were training their groups. And they are like, alright. This is where it all goes down. This is where it all starts. Welcome to the Flyswatter Generations, the camp, the battle camp. Welcome to the military camp for all of you Flyswatters, because you are the future of this race. Alright, let's start out with the first drill. What you guys need to learn is how to swing 
And then Kenny raises his hand. I already know how to swain my swatter. I've slayed many animals, many beasts. So I don't really need help with that. Major Major said, shut up. Alright? Shut up. You're gonna relearn things as much as you want. I hate know-it-alls. I despise them. So if you're gonna be annoying, like you always were when I was escorting you, then shut up. Alright? Nobody cares. And this was a new side of Majoral that Kenny hasn't even seen. Kenny Majoral was kind of nice, but also kind of annoying. But, like, Major was almost kind of ticked, almost. Like, Kenny was not used to this. This, like, he almost, like, switched personalities type thing. Like, this captain side of him was crazy. And he was like... And then he looked down and he saw his foot, his leg was kind of twitching a little bit. And he did see that there were a few scratches on his body from the past. As you guys know what happened. And he was kind of twitching and getting kind of messed up. He's like... Alright. Oh, crap. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kenny. Can I talk to you for a second? There's something urgent. And then everyone already just assumed that Kenny was Major's favorite. And they did not like Kenny at all. So... He pulled Kenny over to the side and he was like, Alright, I'm having some weird twitching. I don't know why. I think I do know why, actually. So, you want to know about how those zombie birds happened? You're supposed to be kid training drills. Alright, shut up! Oh, sorry. Oh, dang it. Gosh dang it. Sorry. I, I get angry sometimes. I don't know why right now. I'm, I'm in a weird mood. I'm actually a very nice person. I don't know what's wrong with me. Actually, I do, but... Alright, so... That stuff that corrupted those birds... It's wasp acid. What's... What's... Why is it wasp acid? Like, why? Okay. It basically infects people. You know zombies? You know movies with zombies? I've never seen movies. Okay. Fine. Zombies. Okay? They're evil, weird things. They can eat people. Alright? That's all you need to know. And just bad. And I'm turning into one, alright? What? Yeah, you're crazy, man. No, I'm not. Alright, you wanna see these scratches? There is a crazy, weird raccoon thing, just like one of those birds, and it scratched me. So. And that acid spread into my bloodstream. Which I'm surprised hasn't even took me over till today. But I mean, it only has been like a day, but still. It's insane, alright? And we're at this camp now, and it's not a good time to be here. I'm angry, and I just... I just need to... Majoral, what's that noise? It's Captain Majoral, but... It's an emergency noise. They looked up, and then they heard an intercom open. I repeat, don't be alarmed. The weird whisperer people have entered this area. They have breached the wall. There is a major hole in the wall. And there have actually been spies here. This has been very unknown. And we do have actually very low security. I hate to I hate to inform you. But we must evacuate immediately into the beach. Onto our ships. And we must... We must... <laughs> It went static. Uh, go, go, go. And Major was just like, and he looked up and he saw bugs, many different types of bugs crashing into the walls. And they all just fell over. And they're like, everyone evacuate onto the beaches. And they opened up these back gates at the back of this area. And they're like, go, go, go. And they had all the kids running through the gates. And they just kept on sprinting. And they saw these big, very large ships sitting there in the ocean. And they were like, we need to head out immediately. Let's go. And all of them were just like, they were all started startled. And then in the distance, I saw Tanner and that other guy. What is his name? 
Kenny and Miguel are okay, but the other, the two other kids were actually swallowed up by flies instantly. Almost their whole, many kids were getting picked up and getting eaten or getting spit up at like, it's getting spit out by like the slobber and stuff and they're like, crap, this is very urgent, we need to get out of here. And they're able to get onto the ships and they were like, come on, we need to get out of here, man. And they looked around on the ships and they saw, they almost just saw nothing. And then they saw the big ships. They're like, all right, we need to get out of here. But then Miguel and uh, Kenny got split up. A person ran straight through them and it knocked them both over. And then in the distance, they saw many different... They saw these big horns getting shot up into the sky. And then landed into the ground like big spikes. Then that's when they knew. These whisperers were launching wasp stingers. And these wasp seniors are gigantic. So they're flying and smashing and stabbing many people. And they're like, crap, we need to get out of here quickly. And Kenny was trying to get up and he was like, Ugh, come on. And it was very sandy. This was in a sandy beach. And there was ships just parked on the beach. And it was like, Ugh. and then... Milosius, uh, not Milosius, uh, Majorel kind of helped him up, and he was like, come on, we have to leave. There's been something I wanted to tell you. I've actually enjoyed being around with you. Truly, my, my side is... <laughs> Majorel was smashed by one of the thorns, one of the spikes, and it sent, uh, it sent Kenny flying uh, and crashing back into the sand. No! <gasps> His body was just gone. And it was actually a big wasp. And this guy can be ticked. And he actually had one of those rods with him. It was actually a f official fly swatter. He got a new one. Because every kid was actually given him flash water before they went to bed the day before. So he had a flash water with him. And he took it out of his pocket. And he ran towards the bug. And he jumped up. And his anger fueled him. He looked throughout all the stots. All those twitching. And his, and his hands started to twitch. Even from that day that he was able to kick that, that uh, table and smash it into that bug when his father died. All those things. And when he, his hands were twitching... His eyes started to glow. And he was able to pick up. And he launched into the air. And he was able to just slice the wasp into pieces. As the wasps just fell. The remains of the wasps just fell to the ground. And then Kenny fell and collapsed into, onto the ground. And then he saw most of the people who survived were actually already on the ships. And the ships were getting their anchors pulled up. And they were like, we need to leave now. And these captains were honestly cowards. They ticked me off. They ticked me off, honestly. And he looks up and he's like, the ships are about to leave me. <sighs> but Kenny's still ticked off about the, you know, the thing dying. And he's just like, <sighs> he's trying to get up his best, but he can't. He's too weak. That energy he used was too much. But then he sees Miguel come out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, <sighs> You saved me too many times. I gotta save you too. And he threw. He was able to p support May uh, Kenny, and he was actually able to get Kenny up on his feet. And he was like, "Where's Major?" And he's like, "Major's dead, man." And, he's, and and then Miguel's like, "What? It's insane." He was here just a minute ago. And then they were able to hurry, and they started waving their hands, and they're like, "Hey!" And the ship started actually just lowering it, still just raising the anchor, and they're starting to leave. And then the captain was like, we, can't, we have to ditch them. Only two. We have way more. It doesn't matter. We've already lost too many. Just leave them. And then they're like, they're just leaving us behind. Come on. We have to get out of here. And they started running into the beach until they hit the waves of the water. And they saw the ship starting to leave. But then... 
Kennedy's just like, no. And he uses the last of his energy to be able to launch him and Miguel up into the air. And Miguel is just confused on what's going on. It's like he has superpowers or something. And then they both fly up into the air and crash onto the ship. And then all everyone around them was just like, whoa, how could he even do that? And then the captain driving, there was this captain here who was just like, you should have just been left behind. I don't know why I said that, but he did. Which ticked off Miguel, which then Miguel punched the captain in the face, which sent actually a tooth out of, the, out of that guy's mouth and sent it into the ocean. And his mouth kind of bleeded a little bit. And he's like, Ugh. You know, I really hate training fly swatters like you. You're going to be... Since we're on the ship, we'll send you into the docks. We'll send you into that jail below. Take him! And there was actually many... There was other captains who dragged him and under the ground. Under the ship. And he was like, alright, we need to get out of here. And they actually were able to boost their big ships out, out of the shore into the deep ocean. And Kenny passed out, and they took him to the hospital, to this, like, to these hospital beds they have under the, inside the ship. Not on the dock, like, under the ship, under the stairs. And they also have a few prisons. One, they, one, the, uh, the fly swatter generation kids need, like, a timeout or something, or need a punishment. And some get surreal, even more severe than they would even think. These captains are worse than you think. That is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really wanted to get super far in this episode. An hour episode. That is so good. That is the end of this episode. I'll see you in a bit. I really enjoyed doing this. See you in a bit. Bye-bye.